Hello, and welcome to the Friday Live thing. Whether you have an existing online business or are just starting out, we show you how to grow and scale your business the easy way. Here are your hosts, Tim Goodwin and Mark Thompson. Hi guys, and welcome to the Friday Live thing on a Wednesday. It, but it's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. It's, it's a Tuesday. It's not even a Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> this is my life down to a T. So it's one day of the week, but it's not Friday because we're rebels. This is what it's, rebels do. It's the Dave. It's the Dave live thing. Yeah, something live thing. Right. Something. So the reason we're doing this is my wife, as much as I love her, is a woman. So she doesn't understand things that men understand. So when she says to me, hey, Mark, uh, I can get hold of a rescue boxer puppy. Can I get it, please? And I went, of course you can, darling. She said, can we go and get it at the weekend? I went, well, we've got to have a go on Friday if you want to get it, because that's her day off. I said, where is it? She went, Lugo. I went, where's Lugo? Galicia. Now, imagine a map of Spain. We're at the bottom right-hand corner, right? Right down as far south as you can get. You're going to, where I'm at the moment, if I go 500 meters, I'm in, this, I'm in the Mediterranean, Mediterranean Ocean, right? Look at a map, Lugo, top left, right? Crossing <laughs> Spain to America. <laughs> it's 1,100 kilometer drive there and 1,100 kilometers to drive back, right? So that's basically 24 hours of driving, right? I've got 24 hours of driving to do. So we're going up Thursday morning, staying overnight, picking the dog up and then trying to get back before she goes to work on Saturday evening. It'll be fun. <laughs> oh, look, they know. I told you they'd notice. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. And it's, so it's anyway. the, the crazy thing is, it's not even morning. It's now an afternoon. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's not even a Friday Friday morning live thing. It's a Tuesday afternoon ish um, kind of thing. So yes, I, I like I like Alison's logic. Um, you know, it's. <laughs> It's it's definitely the way forward. <laughs> yeah, great, isn't it? I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's other places you can get like you know boxer puppies, but um, it has to rescue one. It's cute. So it, it looks like the first one we had. So <laughs> we, we've got a new member of staff starting on uh, on Monday. I'll give it a couple of days to settle in, then you can start work. But this is the right. So that's like 2,200 miles of, of kilometers of driving I've got to do. Right. This is a man who got a bus the other day into into Marbella because I didn't fancy driving. Right. <laughs> Which is a 10 minute drive. I went, no, I have to jump on the bus. It's easier. I can't be bothered driving. Yes. Yeah. So it just goes to show that men are as illogical as, as we. And you know what? I almost got into trouble this week. Um, I had somebody comment on one of my Facebook ads, basically going, whoever created this post needs to be fired as is usually the way with my Facebook comments on my ads. And what I put in there was something along the lines of, um, because it was aimed at men, this advert was aimed at men. And for some reason, Facebook, in their infinite wisdom, decided to show it to women. Um, basically, it was saying that your, your wife, your girlfriend, your, you know, you know, your mum is always nagging you to eat more vegetables, which is what yeah they do it's true but they seem to take offense at me basically alienating and saying that women are the only people who nag men 
And I was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't help myself. You can't say that anymore, mate. Even I know you can't say stuff like that. Whoever so, you're offended will be straight on you. So I said, so I said, oh, okay, well, okay. Shall I just add in um, husbands, boyfriends, and dads as well, or will just people just do? And they just need to take offence even at me suggesting that. So I don't think it really mattered what I said. They would just wanted to take offence no matter what. So there you go. Fun and games for the week. You have got to cater to the perpetually offended now. Because if right. you didn't give them time to be offended about, somebody else would. So you're taking one for the team. <laughs> no. As long as... Well, the, the thing is, is I, I give them about 30 seconds of attention and then that's it. It's like there's no point anymore because I know that they're actually never going to buy my stuff. Well, so, <laughs> definitely not now. <laughs> um, but it's it's like if they don't like my way of writing now on that Facebook post, they're definitely not going to like my emails. Um, let's put it that way. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 a it's kind of a, a a way of just weeding out the weak of the world. It's a very Darwinian. Um, approach to um, uh, cleansing my uh, my customer list. So there you go. Right, Tim. So what were you talk about? Um, a, a couple of things actually. You know, um, one of the reasons why we didn't do a live thing last Friday is um, both both Mark's brain oh, and Mike. <laughs> oh, this Friday coming for is because my head was totally mashed in because we went uh, Sam and I went to a, an event in London. Um, all to do with leverage, exit, scaling, growth, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's um, it was run by the guy that is the brains behind Digital Marketer. Um, so you may have may or may not have heard of Roland Frazier. You may have heard me talk about Roland Frazier before. I think we spoke about him on the podcast. It might have been about a year and a half ago um, because I saw him speak at an event and I was like, he only spoke for like 45 minutes at this particular event and it completely blew my mind what he was talking about with the whole leveraging of different assets and how you acquire different traffic sources and stuff like that really blew my mind with just 45 minutes but he was holding an event and it was a, a two-day event thing you know it wasn't the cheapest event in the world either um but then it what it was was it was quite a tight group of people there was like it was 17 people in the room um in total um all sorts of diverse businesses in there there were everything from um you know uh, there was a, a a team of well, there was four guys who run a uh, gps systems gps tracking systems for fleet vehicles which I, was really interesting there was a guy who sold guitar lessons online and was selling over a million quid a year of guitar lessons there was another guy who was selling um a membership site for roping. Now, if you don't know what roping is, I didn't know what roping was. Roping is the thing like the cowboys do, like, and they you throw, you know, twirl the rope over their head and they catch the cat, the, the little calf, and things like that. So he runs a membership site for that, and he's it's it's worth over a million quid a year to him. Um, so it just goes to show what I um, what people will make money from. There's another guy selling um, traditional nightwear luxury traditional nightwear like you know very very nice you know 90s and pajamas and hats. cashmere yeah i think he did do hats as well but he he does cashmere like um uh dressing gowns and all that kind of stuff so uh, you know really diverse 
the one thing that was really diverse was um, there's always one, and you discover this when you start going to different events, there's always one weirdo in the room. Um, generally, and I, I would say this as politely as I can, generally they're Dutch and, you know, love my, I've got a lot of Dutch friends, I love them to bits, but even they admit that they're pretty weird. But this guy was extra weird. He was selling, um, he basically looked after the marketing and ran the business for two mediums, okay, to give readings, as it were. And he was making it well over a million, million dollars a year business selling access to these mediums. And uh, I didn't want to ask him any more questions. But one thing he did say at one point was like, oh, I, I'm, we're trying to expand into the UK market because we concentrate on Germany and the Netherlands. Um, the, the problem with the UK market is um, we have to be really careful with our marketing because of the Witchcraft Act. And everybody just went really silent in the room. It was like, you what? There's, there's a Witchcraft Act. You are got to be kidding me. <laughs> Ah, oh dear. I just, you cannot make this shit up. But it, it just goes to show that you can make money out of pretty much anything. Um, Truly, he must know all the bookings he's got coming in for the next six months. <laughs> or his mediums would know. Where is that marketing? So, so in a medium doing Facebook ads, how easy would that be? It must be the easiest <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Maybe I should hire him as my as my Facebook ads manager. You must know what's going to work and what's not going to work. Oh, brilliant! It did it did actually remind me. I, I went to an event a, a number of years ago in America, and this couple got up on stage and they were talking about their business, and um, they were making over a million dollars a year. Their target audience was female business owners or females female CEOs. Oh, um, <laughs> wait for it um they were selling selling coaching um and experience events experience days and experience weekends and for a hundred grand a year so like each person would buy would pay a hundred grand a year for these experiences throughout the year and like coaching sessions and one-on-one -on -one stuff and the hook was she was a palm reader. Hang on. There you go. What do you say about that? Apart, apart from the fact that I've got the Proyton syndrome, which is those lumpy bits there. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, and I was. I think when it became apparent that that's what they were doing, I think Sam and I at the time we were just like, "Holy shit, we can sell anything!" Like literally. It is it, it's it's possible to make a million dollar a year business out of anything. If you can sell palm reading, if you can sell medium readings, if you can sell guitar lessons, which is cool, or roping, even cooler. And it's just like really seriously, you have you have no excuses. We are making this 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 process of having a successful business look so freaking difficult at times when these guys are selling basically. Well, it depends on how much you believe in mediums and palm reading, but a load of old cobblers. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, don't ever dismiss your idea. I think there is a market for it. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> that Tim's got all that off his chest. 
No, it's say it was fascinating. Like uh, there was, we were talking about all sorts of different stuff. Or, um, the, the the guy Roland Fraser was going through his thing, talking about different ways to leverage the assets you've already got, um, uh, as well as how to grow your business and what are the most important aspects of growing your business if the intention is to sell the business. Because that was one of the commonalities with everybody in the room is like ultimately they were looking to sell the business or to exit in some way or have some kind of yeah, the hungry crowd or the lost crowd. I think the lost crowd is very, very under <laughs> under underserved. Um no, I think um some of the stuff which came out which was quite fascinating about um what things were important for exiting and getting the best multiple for your business. When it comes to exit um, and because this guy is like dealing with literally like he's been part of well over 150 different acquisitions and exits over the last 10 years he's got a good strong idea of what's you know he's got a finger on his pulse of like finger on the pulse of what's actually working or what gives you better multiples and the stuff some of the stuff which was quite interesting was um i don't know whether everybody's heard of this but mps or net promoter score um, a lot of certainly for like service based industries or e-commerce businesses, um, which obviously we're um, interested in. Net Promoter Score has become a, a, a stronger um, signal and a, and a stronger indicator to give you a better multiple. So if you've got strong Net Promoter Score, which is like generally out of it's either out of 10 or out of five, I can't remember. Um, but basically, if you've got a good net promoter score and if you're collecting a net promoter score, then that is seen as a good thing and it increases the multiple that you get. Um, the other thing, obviously, which I've known about for years anyway, which is the multiple based upon um, uh, based upon the subscriptions or the um, monthly recurring revenue, so MMR, um, which is huge at the moment. And he was talking about like, you know, there's, there's three different ways of basically getting a, a multiple. There's a multiple based upon earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, and whatever the other thing is, um, EBITDA, uh, EBIT, EBITDA. Um, so you get a multiple on that, which is generally like quite low. So it's basically like the, the net profit of your business and a multiple of that, which is generally quite low. Um, then you can have for certain types of business, you get a multiple based upon um, revenue um, overall, which is a good way of doing it. And generally that's you know quite strong. So a business could be, it's worth, uh, if it's a, doing a million in revenue a year, you might get a million quid in, in, in return, okay? Um, that for subscription businesses, the multiples are insane. They are currently around about 35 times um, uh, the multiple. On, on on revenue, which is insane, because you've got a a strong indicator of whether there is going to be continued business um, going forward in the future. So subscription businesses are extremely strong, which is great for you know. Uh, it's one of the things I knew I had to really focus double down on with with our e-commerce businesses, the subscription side of what we do. So for us, that's you know going to be certainly one of the biggest areas of focus. Uh, you know over the next sort of well until we decide to sell the business um you know subscriptions is a huge part so if you can and it's subscriptions as in software as a service it could be subscriptions as in subscriptions for a, uh, a you know a standard membership site and things like that 
that's where you get the strength. So, you know, one of his tricks of developing a business is changing it from a one and done kind of type sale of a product. He makes it into a subscription style business um, or selling a software um, product on a subscription. Um, and so a lot, if you look at a lot of the digital marketer stuff now, it's very, very much subscription focused. And that's that's on purpose to increase the valuation of that company. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a, a lot of interesting stuff that he was talking about all sorts of stuff to do with like you know how you break up your company to make sure that you know when you do come to sell that you basically don't create a job, you don't sell yourself into a job if that makes sense. Because the problem with a lot of big business owners is like, say for example, I sold Lean Greens today. I'm basically salaried and paid through Lean Greens right now. Now. If I sold my business today, I would then be a salaried member of staff. They'd want to keep me on board so that the business would continue to run. So there's ways of actually setting up your business so that you separate yourself away from the brand. So that when somebody wants to come along and buy you or buy us and buy the they buy the brand, they don't buy me. Um, and that's and that's really, really quite important as well. So there's some really, really interesting stuff in there. So yeah, all good. Cool. So what, what's your plan going forward for that now? Just to, to, okay, in five years time, we're gonna exit the business. This is what we've got to do between now and then. Um, so there's two things. It's like, um, for, for there, there was another aspect of it. It was like, how do we acquire customers at the moment? At the moment, we rely very much on, on Facebook. And um, Facebook is, it's like, we're, we're acquiring a new customer one at a time, which is generally the slow way of doing it. So. What we're looking at doing, which I've you know been trying to do anyway, but it's like we've got more kind of uh, more of an idea of how we go about it now, which is acquiring assets. So whether it's uh, acquiring other businesses or acquiring um, things like YouTube channels or Facebook pages, Facebook groups, that kind of thing, and taking ownership of those where there's an existing traffic, where there's an existing audience, so that you essentially acquire, if it, you know, Facebook page has got 250,000, you know, uh, people in the Facebook group and you buy the group, which is certainly possible. Um, it's not totally, um, it's something that Facebook doesn't generally like people doing. There's no marketplace from it, for it, but you can certainly approach a, an owner of say a Facebook group and say, well, we can buy your Facebook group from you and we'll give you a whole, whole bunch of money for it because acquiring 200, access to 250,000 people is, you know, in that way is way cheaper than me acquiring 250,000 people to come to my website um, through Facebook ads. So, you know, you look at it as a it's, a, it's a cheap way of acquiring customers. Yeah, you're buying access to customers. Um, and it's like, you know, you, you, you can instantly multiply the size of your business and the amount of new customers that you're getting very quickly and very cheaply through those mechanisms. And there's, there's, there's a, um, a bunch of stuff that we're gonna be doing to look for different things to acquire. Um, and it's not necessarily just acquiring a business. A lot of people set up, say for example, Facebook groups because um, it's a passion thing for them. They, they're interested in um, creating a group to, I don't know whether it's to do with mountain biking, for example, because they enjoy like sharing stuff to do with mountain biking. Um, and they've never really made any money out of it because they don't have the marketing nouns or skills and they've done nothing to really monetize that audience. Whereas somebody like myself or anybody who's an SMO member can essentially, uh, they have the knowledge and the skills um, to monetize a particular group in a better way. 
Um, and we could do that instantly. You know, literally as soon as you get access to the group, you can monetize it. Um, you know, you can monetize it with your own products, but you can also sell sponsorship to other companies who want access to that audience. So you can monetize it in that way. So there's different ways of, of paying for these types of assets and making them making it worthwhile. So that's one aspect. The second aspect for us is um, how we structure uh, or how we sorry, how we get more people onto subscriptions and making subscriptions front and center um, of our of our customer acquisition. Because you know, the people we talked to about our business over the last over the couple of days that we were there, it was like we know that we've got, you know, our normal customers are worth X, but our subscription customers are worth six X, six times the a standard customer to us. So if, for us, it it we we're leaving money on the table by not really pushing subscriptions to everybody that we can. And whilst it's not a suitable product for everybody, it's like we should be doing more to try and encourage our regular customers to come onto the subscription program because that ultimately has a massive effect two years down the line, three years down the line, when we decide we want to bit sell the business and the multiple that we can achieve from it. Ooh. One thing we want to talk about today Go on. is move, sort of moving the free line, isn't it? But not moving it too far. Yeah. Um, yeah we, Mark and I talked about this before we came online. Um, it's actually come from a video that um, I've received today, actually. It's... Um, uh, Mark and I both signed up to Donald Villa. If you're not um, if you're not signed up to his email list, his daily emails, it's well worth getting access to Donald Villa's stuff. Um, it's uh, his stuff is at storybrand.com, and it's basically about not giving away stuff for free. Um, and it's um, yeah, we've we've always been sort of taught by whether it's uh, what's the guy's name that was Very talked about, wasn't it? Uh, no, it wasn't Gary Vaynerchuk. It was um, who was the guy that did David D'Angelo? Um, Evan Pagan. Evan Pagan. He talked very much about moving the free line, and which is which is all well and good, and you can do that, I and mean, it's still advisable to give content away and give information for free to a certain degree and help people move along the line. One of the things that I've begun become to understand better with certainly with things like Lean Greens is um, if you can help people achieve the result that they want, regardless of whether they give you the, your credit card or not, your whole business as a whole will grow. So it's why we do things like this Friday life thing on a Tuesday. Um, it's so that we can, we give good value. We give great information, regardless of whether you give us, our, give us your credit card information or not, and buy into or join SMO Pro uh, or purchase any of the, 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 the training programs that Mark's got. It doesn't matter. Ultimately, the people who are going to, you know, want to go to that next level are going to go to that level anyway. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, yes, give without necessarily expecting anything, particularly in return. Um, however, don't give away, like, your kind of core product for free. It's kind of like, it's why I don't give away, say, for example, I don't do free samples of lean greens because it one it's there's no point and two um there's a reason why you shouldn't give away stuff uh, stuff away for free is because people won't respect it and that was the the key thing to take away from this was uh, yeah it's like you know the key thing is you know if you give away 
if I say, for example, I gave somebody a tub of lean greens away for free, every time I've given away a free tub of lean greens, people have generally not finished the tub. I've given my mum free product and she hasn't used it. And it's like, which, which is, which is it just shows. <laughs> at least when i give mark stuff he, he generally uses it um but i actually uh, i met this actually quite interesting I, I gave when we first started lean greens about seven and a half years ago now um i gave my mum a tub of lean greens and about two and a half years later or something i was round at the house and i noticed him uh, round at my mum's house and i did notice on the shelf there was this white tub, which is our old style tub of lean greens, and it was still two thirds full. And I was just like, that's the oldest tub of lean greens. And I, do you know what? It's still there today. <laughs> Seven years down the line, it's still there. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so I think, I think we're all the same though. If, if I, for example, I mean, I, I get given lots of courses by people. I think, yep. can, can you check this out? In, in the hopes that I'll promote it. Or even just because say, Andre will give me a, a course. I would say the vast majority of them, the ones I'm given, I don't actually go through. The ones that I pay for and buy, always go through it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is really different, difficult. It, 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 it is, and it's like, it's difficult to respect something when you're given it for free. And it's like, you use the example of Andre and like, you know, um, we're both really, really good friends with Andre, which is a, a really lovely situation to be in. Um, and there was a point where Andre wanted to give me access to one of his products for free. And I was like, no, I'm going to pay for it because if I pay for it, I'll go through it. And as much as like I appreciate the, fr the freebie, I actually would prefer to buy it from you because then I will actually go through it and fully respect it. And it's, it's so, so important to see that like and you know you know you can get hooky copies of stuff but generally you just won't respect the content as well as much as if you pay for it um so very much you know um generally don't give away access to your membership sites for free don't give away access to products for free if people are asking for a freebie because they won't they won't respect it they won't they won't they won't do it the justice that people who actually pay for stuff so when i found my courses on some of them hooky sites i've got a choice I can ignore it or I can DCMA them. DCMA yeah. takes time, doesn't generally work. The way I look at it is, look, the people who are basically stealing the, the, the course aren't going to buy it anyway. And they're not even going to bother watching it. So, I mean, the only thing that might happen, to happen is they'll look at, read one or two chapters or one or two videos and then they go, oh, this, this is quite good. And then someone, something else comes out they can't get hold of, they may possibly buy it. But it's, I don't know, it's, um, I think, I, think, I think the interesting part is, is like, you know, um, people, people are always looking for freebies. And I was like, the amount of times I literally every day of the week, people ask me, oh, do you do a sample? Do you do free samples of your products? And it's like, no, because, you know, there's multiple reasons why. But, you know, if people get a freebie, the amount of times we've done like giveaways and freebies of stuff. We did a, an event in London years ago um, where we had a, a stand and we sampled like thousands of people over the course of four three and a half four days and like out of those three and like thousands of people who like sampled probably only sold to about 15 20 of them and it's just like because what did they did they respect what we 
you know, the, the freebie, the, the, the sample. Yeah, maybe they, but they didn't see any benefit from taking it once. Yeah. You know, they didn't, they didn't respect it as a, okay, well, it's a 45 pound type of stuff and I'm going to go through it fully to see the full benefit of it from taking it every day for 33 days. And that's, that's the important bit. You've got to, you know, um, you generally, you don't get an instant reaction and unless it's like a can of Red Bull where you get, you know, a free can of Red Bull and it gives you a kick up the ass and you know, you're bright eyed and bushy tailed for a couple of hours kind of thing. But it's, it's, you know, very much the whole, like, you know, uh, for, for, for most products, it takes a long time. It's over a period of time before you actually see and feel the benefit from it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, it is difficult because naturally, um, in your head, you know, if I give people free stuff, then they'll spread the world and they may become affiliates. Nah, hardly ever. And we've, I think we've all learned that the hard way. Yeah, it's like it's it's like the influencer thing as well. Like you know, um, influencers and affiliates and all this kind of stuff. It's like um, when people approach us and say, "Oh, can we? Can, uh, I'm an influencer and I've got this X amount of followers and blah blah blah. Can I can I get a pro you know some of your products trials and I'll promote it? You know, I'll talk about it to my audience." And it's like my first reaction is go and buy it first and see whether it's actually something that is right for you and right for your audience because you know and and to a certain degree even with like and you know um affiliates for products that are out there like digital products it's like it's actually better to actually trial the product first and pay for the product you know, it's one of the things that mark and i always always talk about with affiliate marketing it's like i don't pr personally i don't promote anything that i don't pay for myself you know, it's like I use ClickFunnels, I use like, you know, uh, Clavio, I use um, ConvertBox, I use, you know, all of these other different tools, um, but I'm an affiliate for them as well. But I'm not an affiliate for, I'm not an affiliate for active campaign because I don't use it. There's no point. There's, I just, I, it, 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 I, I can't show or express the value effectively enough as an affiliate if I'm not paying for something. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting perspective, this whole getting something for free and in, in the hope that you're going to promote it or getting for something for free just to give it a trial first, because people just you say people just won't respect what you're actually giving away. I've, I've now set up every all the, all the products that the only people who can promote them are the people who actually purchase them. Um, I think it's a good thing to do for the people who buy it because it gives them a chance to recover what they spent if they want to promote it. Um, so why why not do that? And it means they're not up against people who've got no real interest in the product, don't know the product, and are just good affiliates uh, who are just hammering and doing solo ads and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so one of, the, one, of the, one of the questions I was actually just thought when I was doing, going through that bit of a monologue about you know stuff was um, click funnels, and I, I, I don't know whether. You, You've got it written down, have you? Okay. I wrote that down as we're talking about because we want to talk about this, don't we? Yes, we do. Go on. And it it's because it's actually a really important point and um, sort of respect for Russell Brunson to for standing up and owning up to this. So, Click, click funnels are changing. Okay. And Russell Brunson stood up the other day on stage and said, "Look, I screwed up." Okay. Because what they were doing, they were chasing all the new shiny thing. So they've built messenger apps. They built 
email marketing apps. They built uh, push notices apps and bundled them all up as a part of ClickFunnels, right? They've got 98,000 members. Some of those tools were used by 11 people. <laughs> so basically he said, look, we are the best um, page builder, funnel builder. Well, let's not dispute that now, but I'm happy to argue that with anyone because- With 98,000 users, you, you kind of can't ignore what he's saying. Yeah. So what they've done, they've basically got rid of all the little add-ons and now they are, they're actually going to focus on ClickFunnels and the core thing. And when they need something like a decent membership site, rather than bolt it on, they're going to try and integrate with existing solutions, which I think is a great idea because something like LearnDash, if that's integrated into it as part of it and it comes as part of the bundle, would be a major step forward. Um, I think they're looking at things like Teachable. And they think, oh, do you know what? You know, if we had something like Teachable rather than our crappy, stupid membership site that doesn't work properly and isn't logical, um, maybe we'll sell more of the front end. So, yeah, they're basically repositioning themselves as what they started with and getting rid of all those other things. From uh, To a certain degree, I, I fully respect what he's, what he's doing. And I understand also from the perspective of... Uh, um, how much money must they have sunk into all of these little things? Time and money and support. $1,000 for each one. Yeah. In level costs. And, and it's like, 11 people using it. it, it, it the, 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 the numbers just don't make sense. And it's why kind of to a certain degree, I, I see it with a, an awful lot of different businesses. And it's something that we've kind of experienced with SMO over the years is like, um, what are we? Are we a all-in-one marketing kind of like, you know, education solution or are we focusing on something in particular? And it's kind of like, you know, and it's a difficult thing to kind of address because, you know, when you look at some of the stats of some of the, say, for example, Mark's always looking at, okay, who's been watching what videos? How many people have watched this particular video about this particular thing? And it's like, well, what? Two hours doing a video and editing it and uploading it and then find that four people have watched it. You know, it's pretty disheartening. It's disheartening, but also it tells you a story. It's like, okay, so what is important? Why are people on your list? It's like, are there, uh, you know, why are people paying you money? It's like, okay, whilst it may feel like, and it, I suppose I can see from Russell's perspective as well, like he's probably going, we've pushed ourselves too broad and we start talking about all these other things where we shouldn't really be getting involved in because people aren't interested in them because they've already got other solutions elsewhere and it's not worth us like you know um diluting our message our core message about what click funnels is and why people signed up to click funnels in the first place which was as a funnel building application um and beyond that you know yes things like the email marketing module which i've rarely used i think they're holding on to it but they're doing a name change of it yeah um, i think it's, it's basically going to hook into um ses or sendgrid or Melbourne. so you'll just so that rather than them being the esp which they try to be and they can't compete with active campaign not um, it, it, it was okay i can see probably why they did it we'll get everything in one charge people a one one-time fee so i think they were charging 247 weren't they for all the bolt-ons uh 297 yeah 297 and and now They've got rid of that level and they've just gone to six to six fifty. 
but that's like the, all the, the, the coaching, daily coaching, uh, stuff like that going forward. It's like $600 a month. Do, do, do you actually think, though, that all they're doing is they're just trying to get rid of all the people on the top level because most of the people are on the bottom level, the 97, and they're going, okay, well, let's, you know, let's double down on those top members who are paying or wanting to pay 650. I think the um, people who are on 297 like me, we get yeah. grandfathered in into the higher level anyway. Um, but it's like, yeah, they, it, it's like they really don't necessarily want to um, to service those people. And so they, they're basically pricing, pricing people out of that level and going, okay, we're just gonna, trying to get as many people in as at 97 a month because that's where they make the money. That's where, you know, it's low, low overheads, low resource required, low support requirements. And it's just like, they just pack them in on that level, um, which is, I think is, a, it, again, it's a smart thing to do. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's good. I think it's good marketing as well. And it's, it's interesting, the timing of it, you know, with, um, in terms of, they need to, to do something different and they need to announce that they're doing something different because they've not really had very much to announce other than these small little gains and improvements and these little add-ons that nobody is using and nobody's interested in. Um, so what it's done is it's just suddenly created a flood of interest in ClickFunnels again um, that will either pull people back into the, into the fold and um, uh, and potentially like you know attract a whole bunch of new customers as well because their message gets much much more on point. Um, so yeah, it's huge, and it's it's why you know coming back to lean greens and you know the way that we look at stuff. It's like okay, what kind of business are we? Are we in the business of are we a you know all and every type of supplements in the world? Do we need like a hundred different products? Or are we going to focus on a specific area of nutritional supplement and be a specialist in that? Um, and I think that's it's easier for us to deal with just you know six or seven SKUs and six or seven different products that we can talk around a specific set of like you know solutions and problems that people are having, rather than going okay, well we do a vitamin C tablet, vitamin D three, uh, you know vitamin whatever, mineral X, mineral Y, fish oils krill oils, blah, 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 all these different variants of, of stuff that we sell ones and twos of. And it just doesn't make sense to us as a small company. So it makes more sense to us to, for us to focus on lean greens and our protein product as being the primary things. And that's it. it makes my life easier. It means that I don't need to have a bazillion one staff looking after it. And it just, say, it just makes the game a lot easier. And I, I think also Russell's looking at probably looking at the exit as well it's like okay what how can i maximize this business going down like going down the road of uh, 18 months two years where can i where can i exit where can i get my big payday thank you very much i mean the value of the company must be huge absolutely huge when you think when you've got ninety-eight thousand people subscribing paying subscribers um i mean he's got a, a very very valuable business there, and i'm sh absolutely sure uh, I mean, I, I remember Russell when he was sat in his, in his bedroom talking about launching products to help, to help pay for his wrestling coaching. Yeah. He, he wanted to go to the, his dream was to go to the Olympics. Yeah. Um, so he's come a long way. Um, Ian, once again, Ian, I am Yoda. 
<laughs> um, nailed it there. The middle can kill you, not enough revenue for the highest costs. Exactly. I actually, if you're in SMO, the foundation, um, if you're not, there's a link at the top of the page or it's the, the seriousmarketsonly.com forward slash foundation. I wrote an article yesterday, a little piece about, about ClickFunnels. I, I actually went so deep this and did a lot of research into it because what I, I saw some really disturbing stuff to start with. Um, I mean, how it was basically people promoting ClickFunnels uh, to people to promote ClickFunnels. It was a proper pyramid scheme. Uh, now, part of the research, I found that ClickFunnels actually have, have banned some of this stuff. Um, although if you do do, I actually gave a, gave a search um, term to put into Google and you will see there's loads in there. All people saying, I've got 50, I'm making $50,000 a year, a month, and I get my dream car. Well, only 98 people have actually ever got this dream car. And I found 20 sites yesterday, all with the same page saying how they got their dream car. So it's a lot of bullshit. Um, so head, head in there and read it. But one other thing that I talked about this week, um, and it's actually I care quite a lot about, and that is shit marketing, right? <laughs> and I, I'm actually going to call out one of the guys I really like now. I don't know whether you, you saw my post, him. No, I, I went into Facebook, right? And there was a, an ad by Wilco, who we both like. I think Wilco's got some good products. He's a really good, nice, good, nice guy, really nice marketer, really good marketer. And the, the actual ad was I, 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 I. It's all about him. All of everything was about him, right? I don't give a toss what he's done. I want to know what his tools can do for me. Right below it, unfortunately for him, was one of Frank Kern, Kern's adverts. Frank Kern did not mention the word I once right and it was for convert 2.0 the book he's got yeah. out at the moment and when you when you look at it it's obviously he's got they've gone through it and they've written a proper ad they've done some proper marketing and i'd expect, I'd expect nothing else from frank kern but they've removed every reference to himself it's all about the person right it, it, it says you can do this right do this and this will help you do this Rather than I, 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 would you like to do what I did? No, I didn't. I don't. I want you, I want you to show me what your product means to me. Not, not what you've done using it, what I can do. And I think it's really vitally important. So I've got an article about that as well with some it's, examples. It, it's a fundamental like aspect. And it's something I learned probably, oh Christ, um, close on 15 years ago when I first ran my own personal tra training studio. It's like, you know, this whole idea of I versus you. And I, I find it, I, I find that incredible um, that like even the, that, that fundamental aspect of marketing for some, you know, from some very top marketers and, you know, Wilco, I would put into that um, can make that kind of mistake. And it's like, okay, so is it Wilco who's creating that, that particular Facebook post, Facebook ad? I don't know. Um, or is it some, somebody else who's done it? Who, has it come out as a mistake? Kind of thing and it's, it's interesting when you look back at his ads in the past i mean this is for connectio i mean they're yeah. all pretty similar they, all, they always talk about what he's managed to achieve using his tools um yeah rather I think than it's what it, achieve uh, one of the interesting things because uh, i see the frank kern ads all the time as well um the frank kern ads and i've seen it with a few others as well some of the, the other top marketers and it's the imagery that they use on it and like the Frank Kern ones stand out like a sore thumb, which is uh, which is why they work. And it's like 
whilst the content of the ad, the, the actual text says, you, 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 the image is all about him or the lifestyle. It's it's the, it's, to give it to you, this one was a picture of the book. Right. So like the ones I've seen of, of him sat on a nice, like a nice, like luxury sofa with his wife kind of like a quarter of the way up the stairs, up the stairs uh, in, a, in, a, in a beautiful dress, looking absolutely stunning, radiant woman that she is. And you just go, oh, that, holy crap, you know, it's a, a really cool image of, but it, it, it kind of has that very regal look to it. And I'm like, obviously they've tested like different creatives to see which ones work. But obviously, because I'm seeing that one a lot, obviously that's the winner. Um, and I'm seeing a few others, come, a few other marketers doing similar things where they like, you know, um, you know, at a luxury dining table or, a, you know, um, and it's, it, it's, it's kind of like the antithesis of like, you know, the, 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 the cliched standing in front of your Lamborghini kind of thing. It's kind of like, okay, this is my lifestyle, but I'm not bragging kind of yeah. thing. Um, and it's not so in your face, like standing next to your Lamborghini. Um, it's kind of like, this is just me and my wife hanging out at my house kind of thing in my garage in the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> um, here's, here's my library. Oh, no, it's blah, blah. I'm, I'm never going to say whose library it is, but I know it's not Ty Lopez. I know who it is as well. <laughs> but we're not going to give that one out, that secret out. But no, it's interesting, some of, the, some of the imagery that they've been using. And it's like, clearly, that um, viewpoint of a perfect lifestyle um, or the optimal lifestyle is still still works, but it's 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 not doing the cliched like standing in front of your you know your Ferrari or you know driving around in your Rolls Royce kind of thing that you've borrowed from a mate kind of thing. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Bad marketing, good marketing. Who knows what marketing is? Um, you're, like, you're a good marketing. Just go and start buying vintage 1950s newspapers and vintage 1950s magazines. You'll learn everything you want from that. You know, I've been one of the things that we've been looking at the last two weeks. And I appreciate we're getting to 45 minutes through this, but um, one of the I wanted to see what Huel was doing. Uh, have you heard of Huel? So like it's a it's not they say it's not a meal replacement. It's a meal replacement drink. Um, and it's, it's actually quite popular with a lot of our customers. So we thought, well, let's go and buy it. So I went and bought it and their website is shocking. It's actually really badly done in some respects. But then I go, then you go, okay, so, so they're selling millions of, you know, boxes of this stuff. So they're, they're obviously doing something right. So like um, the focus is very much on subscriptions, which was a good, good hint. When we got the box, when it arrived at the house, the, the packaging was amazing. And it's something that we know, we're, we're upgrading with our own sort of delivery as the unboxing experience and stuff like that. One of the interesting things that I've noticed is like they don't do any email marketing. What? We've had, had not, not one single email from Huel. Right. Stop, everybody. Somebody who writes good emails, message them and offer your services on a free basis to, for the first month. And then if you increase their sales, you get a, a cut of it. Okay. Say, it's not like I'm going to keep on talking. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's like we got an email notification to say that the order was being dispatched. But other than that, so like order notification aside, 
no emails at all. And I think when Sam ordered, she also ticked the box which said, send me the email marketing because she was quite specific about wanting to know what email marketing that they're doing. And, and nothing, absolutely nothing. And it's interesting because, because they do, yes, they focus on subscriptions, but you can buy one time only. It's kind of like, for me, that's like the biggest open goal in the world. It's like, if somebody signs up as a subscription, great, that's one group that you're gonna communicate with in one certain way. Now there's the other group that are buying once for the first time. And it's like, okay, how are you going to get them to become a repeat customer again? We're not gonna become a repeat customer for them because we just wanted to see what the marketing was like and to try the product to sell and see if we can mix it with lean greens and stuff like that. But it's like, I'm not gonna buy it every single month. Now, surely the, you know, the, one of the best marketing things is like, you know, send me an email to say, come and buy some more sign up to our subscription is the best way of buying the product, blah, 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 blah. But no, they're not doing any of that at all, which was amazing, absolutely amazing. So, you know, there's there's an open goal there, in my opinion, because say it's, it, that's how you serve your customers better. And surely that's a way of increasing the revenue of your business. So who, who's to know what goes on in the background with, with, with companies like that? Obviously they're well-funded, um, very, very well-funded. They, they haven't grown organically. They've basically been given a whole bunch of, VC like stuff, money that uh, helped them grow very, very quickly. So who knows what, how they've been advised. I think you weren't gonna buy again. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, they, they obviously saw like the email address and it's like, oh, that's that bloody Lean Greens company again. Yeah. <laughs> right then, I think we'll knock it on the head. That was good, thank you. I'll be, I'll be in the office tomorrow and then I'm going on for my 22,000 kilometer, no, 2200, 2200 kilometer journey. Enjoy your drive. You can't navigate and don't ask important questions. And, and on the way back, you've got a slightly incontinent young puppy in the boot. Yeah, the car's gonna stink. <laughs> it's gonna smell a piss by about the, by the, after about the first hour. <laughs> and puked and everything. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> Drive, driving down with all the um, windows open. Absolutely. Never mind. Cool. It's, it's, doing, it's, so, it's doing good stuff. So, so um, probably next week we'll get back to our normal Friday morning slot. We'll see. Um, if you're not a member of the foundation already, it is free, despite what we talked about earlier about free stuff. There is a link up there somewhere. Yeah, and if you're listening on the podcast, Ha ha. Um, the link below, down there. Uh, SeriousMarketersOnly.com forward slash foundation has free access to our sort of base level, if you like, um, access to what we talk about on a regular basis. And then, of course, if you're a member of foundation, make sure you sign up for pro. That's, you know, where we take you, take you to the next level um, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. no. And um, yeah, actually, well, I want to talk about Next, I know what we're going to talk about next time we do it. We're going oh, to talk cool. about branding. So I'm, I'm thinking of my lifestyle marketer page. I want to take it up a notch. I'm up the, the, the blog, so yep. that's another project. Okay. That's it, guys. Thanks for watching, listening, and just being you. <laughs> Heart-centered marketing. Hang on. How was it? Uh, Heart-centered marketers. We love you. Bye. <laughs> 
You've been listening to the Friday Live thing. For show notes and resources, head over to members.seriousmarketersonly.com.